Hello, and welcome to Objective Health. I am your host, Doug. With me in our virtual studio are Erica and Elliot. Hello. And in the background, as usual, is Damien, keeping it real. Hello. Um, You may think from our show title that we aren't taking the Omicrons very seriously. Um, Yeah, well, you would be right. Um, We're not. It's we think that it's really stupid. Um, despite the fact that um, Politico just uh, had an article informing us that the G7 countries are warning that Omicron is, quote, the biggest threat to public health, to global public health. The biggest threat, Omicron. Uh, oh, my we're God. Not, yeah, we're not we're not really <laughs> buying it. Um, yeah. It seems like this is uh, nothing but hype. Um, another excuse to bring on all the uh, social measures that they we've been played with for the last two years. What is it now? Two years? Two and a half? Two. Uh, no, I'm getting on for two years in Getting March. on for yeah. two. Getting on for two. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, what should we start off with here? I mean, where do you start? I never guess, let well, a good never let a good catastrophe go to waste. But it's not a catastrophe. <laughs> just, That's just the thing. It's just it's a completely yeah. overhyped, like ridiculous threat. It's not a threat. I mean, it, you, right. you've got the the leaders of the G seven countries telling us that it is the biggest threat to global public health, and that is so clearly not the case. Uh, Anybody who has looked at least a little bit beyond the mainstream headlines and looked into things even a bit would realize that they're talking out of both sides of their mouth here and there is no threat. Uh, basically, what we're talking about is something equivalent to a common cold um, that, you know, we're shutting all our borders, canceling Christmas, uh, locking ourselves in our homes because of a cold. Like, honestly, if you were to say this, like, 10 years ago, that we were all going to be, like, global shutdown because there's a cold on the loose, you'd be laughed at. And yet, it's being completely accepted, completely believed. People are terrified. It's just, it's it's astounding. I mean, we could probably assume that all of our listeners, like, know what Omicron is. Assuming that there might be one or two that don't know, which I think is unlikely. It's a really bad it's basically, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of the Decepticons. It's the head Decepticon. <laughs> no, in in <laughs> like in all seriousness, it's the latest variant that they've detected of COVID nineteen, right? So we had we had the original COVID nineteen, then we had something else. What was it? Alpha or beta, and then we had Delta, which we you know, we were kind of bombarded with information and fear-mongering and propaganda um, about Delta, the Delta variant was said to come from India. And um, and that has been for several months now. They've kind of milked that, right? The, the authorities have milked it. So for a very short period of time, we kind of had um, some, some, some quiet about this. And it almost seemed as though uh, somewhere in some boardroom had to decide that, well, things were, you know, public fear and public panic um, about COVID virus was was gradually weaning. So they needed to come up with some kind of a new 
solution. Anyway, you have this new variant of which there are probably innumerable variants, infinite variants. Um, but this one it was said to originate in South Africa. Um, and so the authorities are basically laying it on as thick as they possibly can and as heavily as they possibly can to get everyone very scared about this new variant, particularly just before Christmas, as it turns out. And, um, and they're, they're basically saying, like, like you just mentioned, Doug, uh, that this is the supposedly the biggest potential threat to global health. Now, you would think even like the Delta variant or even like the original COVID virus for which there weren't, you know, a fraction of the number of deaths that were originally attributed to it. You would think that there would be some, 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 any data to suggest that this might be more virulent than previous variants or even just as virulent, in other words, just as capable of causing death as previous versions of the coronavirus. And if you were to think that, I think any anyone with their head screwed on looking at the sheer amount of propaganda that we're being exposed to, if you were to think that, you would be absolutely 100% incorrect because up until now, there is zero, zero evidence that this variant is in any way worse than any other kind of COVID. And in fact, that this variant is in any way worse than the common cold and that this is capable of killing anyone. I mean, there's, 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 no, there's no evidence that I know of that this has caused any death. I mean, so, so it was South Africa who originally came out and said, we've detected this new variant. We've got some cases. And so you had the Western world going up into, into panic headlines, world leaders, um, proclaiming this as some major threat. Yet at the same time, we also had reports from South African doctors and South African health ministers and health officials saying that this virus was actually, as it turns out, much milder than yeah. other forms of COVID. Yeah. In other words, it didn't kill anyone. And at the same time, that it was more transmissible, transmissible right? So it's more contagious and is less virulent which is, lo and behold, exactly how viral uh, evolution occurs. You start off with a, a more pathogenic, more dangerous form of a virus, but as it gets passed through person to person to person to person, it gradually becomes less um, potentially dangerous and it passes on much more easily. So what we are seeing now really is basically the common cold. And this is uh, near as much as what the South African officials have, have come out and said. Yeah. But do we hear anything about the South African officials in the Western media? Uh, not much. In fact, we are bombarded with false information and false propaganda. Um, and now we see the repercussions of that on a societal level. Um, and again, it's a repeat of last year. It's a repeat of last year. One of the things, like they're using a couple of different techniques, let's say. Uh, of being sneaky and making people think that things are really, really bad. One of them, um, maybe, Damon, you can pull this one up. It was a CNBC article called First Data on COVID Omicron Variant Severity is Encouraging, Fauci says. And in the article, they say, the main observation in the report was that the majority of patients were not oxygen-dependent, as was common in previous waves, the report stated, 
and that most of the patients in the COVID wards were incidental COVID admissions, having had another medical or surgical reason for admission to the hospital. Okay, you catch that? Incidental COVID admissions. In other words, people are going to the hospital for some other reason. They're not going for COVID. They're going because they broke their toe or, you know, they've got uh, heart problems, uh, whatever the case may be. It's not because of COVID. Then when they're there, they get tested and they're, they test positive for COVID. They might be having no symptoms uh, and have no indication that they have COVID, but they're treated as if they are a COVID case. Um, so despite having said that in this article, if you scroll down a bit, it says, uh, analyzing 166 patients admitted to the hospital between November 14th and 29th, the report found that the age profile differed markedly, markedly from the previous 18 months, with far more younger adults and children being admitted to the hospital. They just finished saying that they are incidental COVID admissions, right? They just finished saying that the people were in the hospital for another reason, but yet they're talking about younger adults and children being admitted to the hospital for COVID. So they do. this is something that you see all the time in the media. They keep on talking about hospital admissions, hospital admissions, hospital admissions. Oh, hospital admissions are up. Oh, my God, the hospital admissions. They, they never tell you that. Those people are in the hospital for a different reason. They're not in the hospital because COVID is so bad that they need to go to the hospital. They're in the hospital for a different reason altogether. So this is just like kind of one way that they're being very sneaky and that they're making it sound like it's much worse than it actually is. Another way they're doing yeah, and it. Again, Sorry, go ahead, Elliot. No, I was just I was just going to say an example would be um, you you're painting your living room and you fall over off the ladder and you break your arm. You go into the A and E and they say, oh, "Okay, well you've got a broken arm. Let's we you know we need to fix that for you." Whilst you're here, let's um let's quickly do a, a PCR test because we have to test everyone who comes into the hospital because of these stupid regulations. So you're like, "Okay, yeah." you do a PCR test and it comes back positive and then they do their genetic analysis and it comes back that it's Omicron. You're not ill. You're not sick. You broke your arm. Yeah. But they class that as a hospital hospitalization for Omicron COVID. Yeah. That's how insane this whole situation is. Well, in the same article, uh, when you scroll down a bit, it says it is it it is said that the increase in younger admissions to the hospital could be a result of lower vaccination rates in younger people, stating it may be that this vaccination effect, as 57% of people over the age of 50 have been vaccinated in the province, compared to 34% in the 18 to 49 year group. So after telling you that the hospitalizations have nothing to do with it, they start speculating on why there's more hospitalizations. And they start bringing up vaccination. Well, maybe there's more hospitalizations because of uh, vaccination, because this group isn't vaccinated and this group's vaccinated more. It's like it's so insane. It doesn't make any sense. It obviously has nothing to do with vaccination status because it has nothing to do with COVID. It's just it's enough to make you insane. It's like it's just a PR push for vaccines again. Exactly. Like coming back around. You know, now you got to get those young kids. You got to get those 18 to 49 year old group. Yep. Because they're more vulnerable to Omicron. Yeah. Another way that they're being sneaky about it is to focus on transmission, right? I mean, after hyping it up and, and talking about it like it's super scary, they bring up the fact that uh, Omicron is, what was it, like 10 times more uh, contagious? Yeah. 
something like that. I don't remember what the exact figure was, but they're telling you how how much more um, contagious it is. But you know, if you combine that with the fact that it's not dangerous, and that this may take over as the dominant strain, that's actually good news. It's going to spread very quickly. It isn't that serious, so it's like everybody's going to catch a cold. Okay, uh, and then we don't have to worry about this COVID thing anymore. <laughs> Theoretically, right? I mean, that, that would never be the, the, the mainstream perspective on it. But uh, that's the other thing that they do. They focus on this um, transmission. Um, and they hype that up and it gets everybody scared. It's like, oh my god, it's so transmissible. It's crazy. We definitely have to lock down this time. And it, it, But it's like, would, would you run away from a cold? Would you cancel Christmas because of a cold? Would you lock your borders? Would you stay locked in your home? afraid of the world because there's a cold out there big nasty cold yeah well you speak about closing borders and you know disrupting other activities if we look at what's happened in the uk i mean it's very unfortunate what's been going on over the past couple of weeks there um for the for the people who run businesses in the uk uh, this is probably the case apparently this is the case in in many other countries as well um, but there were a couple of reports uh, reported by the, the Daily Mail, which is a newspaper in the UK. And they were, um, I think it was the Daily Mail, although I can't find it here where I am. Basically, it's talking, it's looking at um, the response of the government, right, to what's been going on. So so last Christmas, essentially, the, the Brits were given, uh, they were given one day over Christmas that they were allowed to go and see their families after that, they were put on a, a pretty strict lockdown, right? So there was talk over whether the UK was going to be going back into a, a lockdown over Christmas, essentially de destroying everyone's plans for seeing their families and getting back to a kind of normal festive season. Um, and so everyone's kind of been anticipating whether whether the government would allow people to 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 you know celebrate Christmas or not this year. Um, and so there's there's talk or the way that some writers have phrased it is that the UK has gone into a stealth lockdown and that basically what they did based on the new information on Omicron, they came out and said that it's extremely uh, dangerous and that people should be very, very concerned about interacting with anyone other than the bare necessities. In other words, what they've advised and they haven't enforced it as per what I understand, I think what, what they've done is they've advised. So they've said, you you can go and see your family, but you probably shouldn't if you don't want to get COVID and die, right? Or, you know, if you want to be safe, then you, you know, you should, you should limit your contact with anyone else without explicitly saying that they need to stay at home. So it's not like they've enforced necessarily a, uh, you know, a nationwide lockdown, but they've in effect said something like that, right? And so what you've ended up seeing is um, hospitality institutions all around the country. So you've got pubs, you've got hotels, you've got restaurants, you've got diners, you've got clubs of all sorts, which are said to bring in approximately one third of their year's income during this season right during the christmas christmas time it's when people go out that's when they have parties that's when they spend their money so what you've had is you've had this um 
this kind of government statement a couple of weeks ago. And almost overnight, you had a a massive proportion of the bookings in these uh, events of these events cancel overnight. Right. So you've got some 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 pubs, some clubs already through cancellations have lost one hundred thousand pounds. Some places lost two hundred and fifty thousand pounds just from cancellations. Right. There's many places who have essentially shut down. And if says, look, there's no point even opening over Christmas. We're going to have to start again in the new year. And for other unfortunate establishments, they've 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 literally gone out of business. And the difference is, is that um, when when this happened last year, there was support from the government. Right. So if if a, if, a, if a business closed down, for instance, because of a national lockdown, the government had said that they were essentially obliged to try to make it back up financially to some extent to that to that business. Whereas because in this case, they've been very sneaky, they've not introduced a lockdown, but they've made their statements based on advice, public health advice, then essentially what is happening is you're having businesses shut down or make major, major financial losses, and they're not getting any compensation whatsoever. So the net effect of this is that you've got people scared out of their wits. They're not wanting to leave the house. They're not wanting to go to events. And you've got businesses which are shutting down left, right, and center, um, and they're not being compensated by the government whatsoever. Over a a, a viral, you know, a a, a virus which has not even been said to kill anyone in the UK. They say recently they came out and said that there was one death. However, there's been zero transparency with that one death. As in, we don't know who died. We don't know how old they are. We don't know whether they were vaccinated. We have no idea, no frame of reference from which to assess whether this person died of Omicron or not. We just have to kind of listen to the government and and, and believe what they say. So this is all over this Omicron variant, which at this point is a complete farce. I mean, what, what has been happening is, I mean, it's, it's laughable, but at the same time, it's so completely tragic for the average person and especially anyone in the, in the hospitality business because they have just been decimated. Well, well just to- and it's almost like they're, they're just really getting people. It's kind of like free speech. They're just people are just censoring themselves from social interactions and I know what you're saying, Elliot, because I work in hospitality. So I see the devastation that happens when people start reacting out of fear. And especially since we're now two years into this whole thing and people were just starting to kind of get their quote unquote lives back and, and think, oh, well, we'll celebrate with family this holiday season. It's almost like a perfect storm right? Like uh, the minute that people start, you know, especially the vaccine is out, everyone that wants it has got it. So we should be moving back to normal, whatever that means. But then it's like this, this way of getting people to self-censor and to not go out. And, and so they become their own, you know, progenitors of their uh, locking in and locking down and and the government can say well we didn't tell you to do that right mm-hmm. we just set up the scenario to make everyone so afraid it's it's really quite uh, mind-boggling and pretty obvious for us that have been following it like daily it, it just the the mind you know 
control of it all. <laughs> I don't know what a better, you know, to, to get people to the point where they're just so full of fear that we're back to the beginning of 2020 again. It's like we're going back in time. Yeah. Well, just to give you an idea of how dangerous Omicron is, uh, RT had an article, South Africa's hospitalization rate plunges amid Omicron wave. The deadly Omicron that's sweeping the world right now. The G7 leaders are telling us it's the most dangerous global threat. And yet, the country of origin is having their hospitalization rate plunge. They say in the article, only 1.7% of confirmed COVID-19 cases in the second week of the current fourth wave of the virus resulted in hospitalization. That's compared with 19% who were hospitalized in the same week of the third wave, which was driven by the Delta variant. Fala said in an online press conference. He added that patients admitted in the fourth wave displayed fairly mild symptoms. And keep in mind that here they're still talking about hospitalizations. And we already know from that other article that the hospitalizations are mostly incidental. They are not COVID hospitalizations. So 1.7% compared to 19% from the last wave. And this is the thing that we're all shutting down for, that we're running in fear from. Yeah. And not surprisingly, another article from RT. Two jabs not enough against Omicron, says Pfizer. <laughs> there like, we see the up. whole agenda. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Two jabs not enough. Wow. The guy, Pfizer, the company Pfizer is actually saying that. I'm stunned. They're so objective. We should all be listening to Pfizer on this one. Two jabs is not enough. Anyway, I'm not going to read from the article because you can pretty much predict everything that they're going to say. Two jabs are not enough, but three jabs, three jabs looks promising, guys. If we just Maybe get that not, third Maybe jab, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, two jabs. So you're getting, you're getting two vaccines and that's not good enough. It's like, why? I just, I don't understand why, like the mindset, it's so simplistic to think that it's a quantitative thing, right? It's not that the vaccine is ineffective is that you haven't had enough of it. It's that more of it will actually suddenly make something that's completely ineffective, effective. It's like, do you, do you apply that to anything else? I mean, yes. Okay. You do apply it to some other things, but I'm just thinking like, you know, if, if a vaccine is not effective, like why would you think that taking more of it would be all of a sudden? It's like, usually when vaccines aren't effective, it's because it, it didn't, you know, match the virus or it didn't like, you know, it's not producing the immune response that it's supposed to produce. So why would like taking another one help? It just, I don't know. I don't know. Explain the science to me, Pfizer. Oh, mighty Pfizer. Anyway. It's a PR campaign, 100%. And uh, my message to the masses is do not look to television for health advice. <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> on any level and you can kind of tell the people that are looking to the mainstream media for health advice because they're masking up again they're getting their booster they're ready for a booster every six months they're they're ready for the you know flu covid omicron booster whatever comes it's like designer drugs for the 21st century you know it's all based on falsities and lies 
deception. And in the US, and I'm sure in other places, Pfizer's giving a lot of that ad revenue to all those corporations, you know, so Mm -hmm. they have, they have, you know, it's a business proposal. It's, and so turn off your TV. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's how the virus spreads, actually. Through the TV. Well, what else can we talk about here? There was actually a good article in the Daily Mail um, from Angus Dalglish. I'm butchering that name. I think it's a Scottish name. Dalglish? Dalglish? Elliot, help me out. Dalish? Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, it was a good article, um, because he's actually, he is, uh, I don't know if people will recognize that name or not, but he was one of the guys who in the beginning, uh, he's a virologist and he actually was one of the ones looking at the genome of the, um, COVID and saying that this looks like it's been tinkered with. Like this looks, there, there are human, human alterations in this genome, um, which of course was summarily ignored. Um, by all of the mainstream press and, you know, mocked as conspiracy theory. But, um, well, good on the Daily Mail for actually publishing a piece by him. But it's actually uh, very good because he uh, is kind of pointing out how um, what the politicians are saying is specific to the UK, but what the politicians are saying is clearly purposely deceptive. Um, Deliberately being manufactured by scientists and my fellow medics is what he says. Um, the dread around uh, COVID, uh, and he just kind of goes into uh, much of the the uh, information that we've been sharing today. But I just thought I would point it out because it is a really good article. It's worth sharing with people um, because you've got a doctor here who is kind of pointing out um, all the craziness. He seems to have a. a a weird perspective of Boris Johnson saying that he wants to do the right thing, but his uh, advisors are kind of holding them back, which I don't really agree with. I think that Boris is more than happy to lock everybody in their homes, but, but I digress. Anyway, it was, it's worth, uh, worth a read. Well, what do you think guys? Well, I mean, the question is, what can we do? What can we do about this, right? What can we do about the Omicrons when they come for you? You know, they're very <laughs> dangerous. They're, you know, we've been told to, yeah. to, to, to be fearful of the Omicrons. So, That's you know, Tiff's how not on can... the show today. She's scared of the Omicrons. Yeah, exactly. So question is, how can we protect against the Omicrons? Well, Dr. Fauci... Um, he has a lot of really good health information available <laughs> and he has said that, well, the Omicrons is really good at um, evading like vaccine effectiveness. Right. So the vaccines, I mean, they're, they're said to be almost 99% effective against any other kind of COVID, but just for this particular type of COVID, the vaccines they don't work against it, right? So two shots apparently provides no protection against the Omicrons. But apparently if you get your third or fourth booster, 
then this provides very good level of uh, <laughs> protection. So the idea is, I think, is that we 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 still need to socially distance. We shouldn't really see our families. We should remain isolated and by ourselves on, on Christmas Day, especially because the Omicron is really virulent on Christmas. But um, <laughs> but particularly what we need to look to do is get our third and fourth booster shot because it might potentially protect, although there's no evidence that it does provide any protection whatsoever against any of the viruses. Uh, it might protect. So that's apparently that is the advice that people are being given. Uh, and, and, and as we see, particularly in the UK, but I, I'd imagine other places as well, there are now people who are basically lining up for several hours. How many, how many hours were, were hours. they lining up for the boosters? Five hour waiting Five lists, hours. right? So people were lining up for five hours to get their booster shots. Um, so, I mean, they, they, they clearly believe that this is going to help protect them against the Omicrons. So um... <laughs> don't do any therapeutics, right? Don't try and prevent getting sick in any sort of a way by like boosting your immune system or I don't know, That's just vitamin D, sunlight, <laughs> maybe some ivermectin. I don't know. <laughs> don't say it. Yeah. Don't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, re- realistically, right? I mean, the cold is so dangerous as well. I mean, I don't know anyone who's gotten a cold before, ever. No, no. And no survived. one has ever survived no. to, to, to live to no say way. that they've actually caught the cold. They're all gone, yeah. right? So Omicron, it's a, it's a cold. It's really dangerous. Um, we haven't got that many options. No, no. See, there are four or five boosters or death that's basically your choice like either go out and get your sixth seventh booster or that's it you're done you got to get like 10 Eighth 10 boosters yeah Eight yeah, to nine ten might boosters. do it don't, I would, don't I would be a, a super spreader a dozen boosters <laughs> don't be a I think. super spreader well listen i think that the more boosters what we clearly know from the science and this is clear okay is that the more boosters provide some more protection, yeah. oh, right? So okay. <laughs> really, there's there's no maximum amount of boosters that we can be getting. That's right? true, and that that's not health advice, but take it from someone who understands the science, right? <laughs> more boosters, more protection against the omicrons. It's so like <laughs> your twenty third booster might not do the trick, but your twenty fourth might. That's what it's all exactly. About. But there's no guarantee. Exactly. <laughs> no, so there's not. <laughs> so you might want to get 25 just in case. Look, I mean, there's there's no guarantee that it will provide protection. But listen, there is a guarantee that you will die if you get the Omicrons, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, that's that's the level of discourse that we're dealing with, though, isn't it, guys? Yeah. That is a, that is what many people actually believe. And of yeah. course, our listeners know that we're just we're just shooting the shit you know we're joking but that is what we're dealing with and this is one of the reasons why so many people buy into and follow the recommendations um and unfortunately it seems as though the tried and true method just keeps on working i mean we're we're waiting for people we sat here in the sidelines watching this stuff and we're waiting for people to wake up to it but at this point it's pretty obvious that you know it it, it, it keeps working the propaganda keeps working keeps Mm. It's, it's just so effective. Um, and, and so uh, I guess we just have to keep watching it. Doing shows it's the gift it. that keeps on giving yeah. propaganda. <laughs> we never run out of show topics. 
topic and the, singular. Yeah, it's true. Singular. We've been doing the same show for the last two years. <laughs> Have we talked about this before? <laughs> yeah. Well, we could talk about vaccines this time. Or lockdowns. Anyway, uh, I think that's probably our show for today. Um, be careful of the Omicrons. Um, stay in your house. Five, six masks if you have to go out. Um, don't talk to your neighbors. Don't talk to your friends. Don't talk to your family. Um, be very suspicious of your children and your husband or wife. Uh, yeah. And protect yourself. Stay away from the Omicrons. That's all the time and, we got for and now. And also, look, also, if you, if, you know, if you want to boost your immunity, remember to remain really highly stressed and anxious about getting the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, become feel aggressive towards anyone who you think is not following the restrictions in the way that you are mm. um and generally just you know sh- stress about the the idea of 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 imminent death and and viral infection and you know pandemic just yeah. think pandemic as much as possible and that will be yeah. your protection against the virus exactly yeah all right guys okay be sure to like and subscribe and share and tell all your friends and we'll see you on the next one Bye. Bye. Bye.